Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
You know, sometimes when you talk to people about going to a movie, they'll say, oh, I'm not going to go to that movie. It's never as good as the book. And sometimes the writings of a book can be incredibly descriptive and, and fill a full picture for your eyes, but sometimes the, the written word, well, it leaves out emotion sometimes, and it leaves out, leaves out that flavor. I, I really have a hard time sometimes imagining a world where the love of God is shown only in words, a world where God's love is just sentimental or or simply a promise of something he's going to show us sometime down the road in the future. If Good Friday and Easter show us anything, well, they show us that God puts his love not only in words, but in action. He sent his own son into this world not just to give us words of encouragement, but in fact, to actually die for our sins. There's a famous line that says, Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And Christ did that for us. Psalm 23, as the band just rendered its rendition, it's one of the most beloved of David's psalms, and not just because of the the poetic nature of what it is, but because it introduces us to a God who cares for us even in the darkest valleys of our lives. That psalm says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father God, the scriptures have so many promises for us, and this promise is one that we can hold steadfast in our hearts and know that it's true. Unlike so many things that we hear in our world today, uh, empty words and, and empty promises, Lord, your promises are complete and full and right. Help us to know your presence with us here this morning, Lord, that we might worship in your very presence and in your very humbling, your very humbling presence with us, Lord. Keep us rock solid in faith of you and be with us as we worship together. Fortune your name that we ask. Amen.
We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them, and we know he lives in us because the spirit he gives us lives in us.
we're all constantly inhaling a kind of NASA-grade rocket fuel for the ego. And you go through these illusions that you're accomplishing great things. Here is Mother Teresa with her humility, uh, accomplishing what you know are really great things. You say, if this woman, four feet eleven, I doubt she ever weighed a hundred pounds. With her humility, can accomplish these great things. Then why am I wasting my time on these illusionary things? On a Saturday morning in 1950, a year after Mother Teresa began her work in the streets of Calcutta, she and her young order of nuns gathered to receive the official Vatican acceptance of their order. Mother Teresa read aloud the mission statement that would guide their work and their lives. She read, To fulfill our mission of compassion and love to the poorest of the poor, we go. Seeking out in towns and villages all over the world, even amid squalid surroundings, the poorest, the abandoned, the sick, the infirm, the leprosy patients, the dying, the desperate, the lost, the outcasts, taking care of them, rendering help to them, visiting them assiduously, living Christ's love for them, and awakening their response to His great love. Mother Teresa made quite an impact on this world in her 87 years on earth. But you know, she didn't make that impact by starring in a blockbuster movie or by being a, a rock star with a hit single or by amassing billions of dollars through her business dealings. Instead, she caught the world's attention through her selfless acts of compassion to the poorest of poor in Calcutta. But you know, it's not just Mother Teresa. There are thousands, if not tens of thousands, of individuals in this world who care for others through acts of selfless love. It's just that they don't make the headlines. They don't get the world's attention. You know, the Salvation Army has many such heroes and heroines. And all of these folks are following the example of Jesus who demonstrated an unmatched love for those in need. And he considered us all to be in need. Please open your Bible to the book of 1 John, chapter 3. This passage is really pretty straightforward. It was used for our uh, responsive reading this morning. That um, responsive reading was taken from the New Living Translation. But let me share that reading again from uh, the New American Standard, and you may have NIV or other translations. But I want to look specifically at verses 16 through 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 
But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before him in whatever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. You know, this world we live in can be a very unloving place. Human beings are capable of great wickedness and cruelty. And there have been times in human history when man has done unspeakable things to his fellow man. Jesus and these early believers lived in such a time, and many of them paid with their very lives. But in contrast, Jesus' life demonstrated a selfless, unconditional love. And his death set a new standard for what love really is. Jesus reminds us of this standard in John 15.3 when he says, Greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You know, Good Friday and Easter are proof that Jesus wasn't just about words. He didn't come just to preach great sermons and say wise sayings. He came to show love by his actions. He came to earth to live out that example of costly love. Romans 5.8 affirms this when it says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So that portion we read from 1 John 3.16 speaks truth when it says, We know love by this. He laid down his life for us. What more could he do? What more could he do than to lay down his life? But you know the amazing thing? He did more than that. He did more than that because on Easter... We're told that he not only laid down his life for us, he also conquered death and rose on the third day. The best you or I can do is to lay down our lives, but Jesus could come alive again from the dead. I hope you appreciate the amazing depth found in Christ, the depth of love and grace and mercy. But the Apostle John, who wrote this letter, wasn't satisfied to simply point out the example of Jesus' love. He goes on to actually have the nerve to call us to that very same kind of love. 
Look at the second half of verse 16 through verse 18. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, but whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with word or tongue, but in deed and truth. Jesus' voluntary sacrificial death for us shows what real love is. And because he went to that length, it makes it reasonable that we ought to lay down our lives for others as well. He has set the example. He has, he has walked the walk. Now, laying down our life doesn't mean we have to actually die in someone's place. But it does mean that we are to sacrifice for others. For instance, if you're financially blessed, and I know not many of us feel that way, but by the world's standards, I'm telling you, just about everybody, if not everybody in this room, is financially blessed. And we don't help people in need. How can we say the love of God lives in us? Because how would Jesus respond? You see, love is not shown so much by our words. It's shown by our actions. You might say um, love is shown as well by our wallets, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When you strip away all our um, good words, all our good intentions, it's our actions and the real proof of whether we know the truth on whether we know Jesus is found in those actions. Jesus says in Matthew 7.21, It's not everyone who keeps saying to me, Lord, Lord, who will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the man who actually does my heavenly Father's will. In 1 John 3.23 and 24, we're told what the Father's will is. This is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. We know by this that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. You know, his commands really are very simple. Uh, you, you watch movies and things where people are given some great task to do to, to prove their worth or their loyalty. Um, Jesus doesn't ask us for this great task. He asks us to follow some simple commands, that we believe Jesus is God's Son, that we obey Him, obey the known will of God, and that we show love for each other by our actions. God says that the person who lives this way is His friend. And that Jesus lives in him. And the proof that Jesus lives in us is the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. Now I'm sure that uh, not many of us here are going to be mother, a Mother Teresa. We're not probably going to uh, move into the slums of some third world country. But you know, that, that doesn't let us off the hook. 
because there are people in need right here in Flint. Thousands of them. Thousands of people in need. There are people in need in your neighborhood. There are probably people in need in your house. (laughs) Where you work. Where you go to school. Even in this room. There are people in need. Jesus demonstrates the truth that love is most powerfully shown by our selfless actions for others. God the Holy Spirit lives in those who believe in Jesus and who obey his love command. So this morning, I hope you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I hope that um, you'll consider ways to engage in practical acts of selfless love for others. It's by doing these things that we show that we are truly Christ followers. You see, you don't, you don't have to wonder if you're saved. You don't have to uh, be uh, anxious and concerned and, and worried all of the time. You can know it by faith in Christ. You can know you're saved by the Spirit's presence in your life. You can know you're saved by your obedience to him. Let me run these down one by one. And, and I just ask that um, you respond, you answer in your own heart. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes or no? There's no middle answer here. Yes or no? Are you living in obedience to Christ's commands and teachings? It's a little tougher, isn't it? Because the way of discipleship is a difficult road. It's not easy to walk in integrity and um, faithfulness to Christ's commands. But are you, are you attempting to live obedient to Christ? Yes or no? Finally, do you engage in acts of practical help for others? Yes or no? This morning, if you find that um, your faith amounts to simply words and beliefs, traditions, I challenge you, put your faith into action. Believe on Christ. Obey his will. And this morning, if you've never believed in Christ, if you've never taken that first step of faith, then that's the place you have to start. Until you get that right, it really doesn't matter what you do. You can be a Mother Teresa. You can give your life and sacrifice for, for other people, and it will uh, profit you nothing if you don't have this one thing right. And I wonder this morning, is there anyone here today who needs to put their trust in Jesus? Is there anyone here? Anyone who needs to put their trust in Jesus? If you know that's you, I invite you to come right now to this altar. Come forward and and just uh, throw yourself before the Lord. He is here to forgive you. He's ready to forgive. He wants to um, forgive and restore and empower you. Is there anyone? Anyone struggling 
Anyone who needs prayer? If you do, there's many of God's people here who will pray with you. If you've already believed in the word, how about indeed? Are you living a life characterized by acts of love directed to those in need? I'm not talking about helping your family and your friends. Even godless people do that. They help their family. They help their friends. I'm talking about loving others by your actions. Maybe as you survey your life, you find yourself um, maybe a little bit lacking in this department. And I want to give you a few practical suggestions. First of all, our community ministry represents um, the outreach of this core into the community outside these walls. And um, this ministry presents each of us opportunities to minister to people in need. And and if you're looking for an opportunity to do acts of of kindness to people, see Tom or, or Rachel. Then there's our core ministry. Um, The things that happen inside these walls, the way we serve um, through educating and teaching, character building, core cadets, different ministries and programs. And can you say summer day camp? Um, Summer day camp can use help, I am sure. See Lauren if you're interested in helping with that. The point is, you have no reason not to put love and truth in action to show love to others. There are opportunities galore. And you know, even if you're homebound, if you're listening to this message on uh, the podcast or on a, on a recording, we need prayer warriors like never before. Some of us can't get out and, and do the things we used to do, but, but all of us can pray. Prayer is powerful. And when you get on your knees and you beseech the Lord, you prepare the way for those who have the ability, the energy, the resource to be able to go out and to um, actually do the work. But I think eternity will show the, the battle was won and the work was accomplished by people on their knees praying and, and opening the, the gates of God's blessing. But whatever you do, whatever you do, don't squander your life on the fleeting things of this world, even if they're religious things. Don't squander your life on them. It's not worth it. Instead, give your life to God. Give your life to others. Believe. Act in love. Obey. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that You didn't come just to preach at us, to tell us all the things we ought to do and the things we shouldn't do. That instead, to complete your revelation, you sent your Son to demonstrate for us exactly what that would look like in human form. And God, while we did not live in that day when he walked this earth, we read the accounts of his life. And God, they are compelling. They have changed our lives. 
But God, all of that is um, really kind of pointless if we haven't believed in a saving way on Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just pray that this morning your Holy Spirit would, would have free reign in each heart. Lord, we might be distracted with our plans for this afternoon. Maybe we're getting hungry and that's taking our attention. But I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would break through all of those barriers. That, Lord, you would just expose our heart to us and to you. And God, if there's anything that needs to be done in that heart, I pray that you would make that evident. And Lord, that um, we would obey. I thank you again for the example of Christ, for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then, Lord, for so many opportunities to, to show that love in practical ways. God, might, um, might people see you in the things we do. And Lord, if there's anyone here who, who needs to make that commitment or who needs to, um, to find you, I, I again pray that you would make yourself known to them this morning. We love you, Lord. We offer our lives to you. We pray that you would be blessed as we serve others. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of invitation. Take my life and let it be. And each of these verses we're going to go through asks God to take another aspect of our humanity, another aspect of who we are, and, and just offer that over to God. And as we go through this, maybe you'll find some part of your life that you need to say, Lord, take it. I'm holding this one back. I've given you a part of it, but I need to give you everything. That's what God wants, all of us. Let's sing the first verse. Together, the third verse. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Let's um, have the um, let's have the women sing the fourth verse together. Women.
guys on verse 5. We thank thee this morning for learning of the word love, a simple word, an easy word to spell, a short word, but a very powerful word, a word that represents love of a mother and father, love of a husband and wife, friends, family, and our fellow men, a word that can be abused through obsession and leading to sin, but a word that can save us and lead us to live a life glorious in serving thee. We Give thanks to this morning for the knowledge that you sent your son to die for us in love. And we hope and pray as we leave this place this morning and go out into the world that we will share that love and that gospel with people that we meet and treat them with love and respect. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Will you join with me as we sing the uh, benediction? And I need to improve my eyes because I can't see those words. <laughs> Um, we'll sing in the morning the songs of salvation. <laughs> This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Kersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.